0: It is Tuesday, the 26th of July, 2016, and this is episode 288 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode, I'm Chris, your host, and... Always and ever, Ian is my sidekick, uh, friend and tech know-how god. See, I just want you to say, hi, I'm Chris. I'm the host.
1: My guest this week, is Ian?
0: (laughs) Yeah, my guest. Yeah, Yeah, you could be my guest. I'll
1: just be the guest. I'll just be the guest. It never goes away. (laughs)
0: Uh, i think that's my title so let's talk to news um talk to news let's talk about the news us can't force microsoft to hand over emails stored abroad so this was a court order that was i think from 2014 where the judge said that yes us had the power to go and get emails stored on servers that were abroad basically uh this caused Obviously, quite a lot of privacy issues, uh, uproar, and blah blah blah. The U.S. court, sort of, you know, it's it's a really difficult thing for <laughs> for for the a modern global economy to solve. But basically, that has been overruled, and a and a ruling of contempt of court against Microsoft's also been turned over. So I think most people would agree that sanity's prevailed. Although there are still some fundamental issues to the way that the world is put together nowadays, which um, which this ca- court case sort of highlighted. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a really tricky issue. Um, this is the so Microsoft were the first um, US company challenging that warrant. So I think they've all been issued with warrants, and, and Microsoft were like, "No, nope, we're going to make a stand. We're going to yeah. challenge it." And it actually, had a hundred other companies and organizations and individuals. So it sounds really as if there was like a massive amount of companies, but. It could have been like you know ten companies and and two organizations and and you know eighty. I think
0: it was all the it was all the big companies. Yeah, so, they all agreed with this stuff. Yeah, so Apple,
1: Cisco, Gannett, um, and Verizon, um, all all were this. I didn't see Google on the list, but they they were all there
0: saying, "Look, this is." I think they were probably fighting their own court cases on the same thing. Yeah, because it, it just
1: becomes it just becomes such a difficult one to. to...
0: Yeah. So Microsoft, if I have a server, this is exactly the issue. They had a server in Ireland that contained emails that the courts in America wanted to be able to read because it was to do with narcotics and a trade, you know, drugs trading, um, the initial court ruling was yes, you can go and view those emails, and this subsequent ruling says no. That server is in Ireland; it comes under Irish jurisdiction. Just because Microsoft is an American company does not mean that they have to give us access to everything that is lives abroad in in the kind of Irish arm of Microsoft. Um, but it is it's like an incredibly complicated thing, something that's going to become more and more complicated as companies have uh, you know bases all over the world. Yep. Um, and for a lot of individuals, and I don't think we've definitely not heard the last of this. No,
1: for a lot of individuals, it doesn't make you know two hoots a difference. You know, see,
0: well, it does make a difference if you, you know, if you want you don't necessarily want your emails subject to no, US law I, automatically. I, I, that, I, I, agreed, know. but um, what I'm saying is
1: like, 99% of individuals probably doesn't make a difference. Certain people, it does make a difference, but to companies, it makes a really big difference. You know, where our company data is being held usually means it's under that jurisdiction of that country mm. and that other countries yes. can't see it. And if that became yes. the issue, then it would be like MS can't deal with you. You know, IBM can't yeah, deal yeah, with absolutely. you. Google yeah. can't deal yeah. with you.
0: Yes, whereas a user might just become a, a bit, you know, peeved. <laughs> yeah. Why the hell does someone, I live in the UK, these are my these are my emails, that I, I am subject to UK law. And all of that entails, good or bad, I am not subject to U.S. law. All that entails, good or bad, especially when you come to countries like China, you know, and and places where we we don't believe they have the same you know level of human rights that we might we might expect. Um, what does it mean? Can that can can then a company from China just automatically ask for all the information that's on all these you know U.S. servers? Because the ruling kind of said, well, yes, that is the case, but actually. Um, yeah, like I say, sanity seems to have prevailed, but I, like I say, this issue is not resolved, and therefore we will hear it more. Um, we're also, you know, subject to similar kind of questions at the moment about uh, end-to-end encryption in the UK, with the can, you know, with um, Theresa May now our Prime Minister. She's famously put together the Snoopers Charter, and one of the things of these bills that are going through now, uh, the limits on end-to-end encryption. And again, this is an incredibly tricky subject because the reason that they want to be able to get access to communication data is because it will help them with um, the ability to stop terrorist plots and all those kind of plots and all those kind of things. But end-to-end encryption, which protects our own data, also protects those those criminals. And where do, where does this balance lie in this new world? Um, we're going to come on in a minute and talk about higher rates of fraud that are happening online. And, and Where's the balance here? Uh, I don't think there's an answer just yet, but it, it feels uncomfortable that the government is asking for effectively ripping out um, strong encryption just so they can, you know, gain this access to data.
1: Yes, so the, so the key comment was, so Lord Howe was presenting a lot of this in in in, in Parliament and it was the kind the, of the paragraph encryption is now almost ubiquitous and is a default setting for most IT products. You know, a good thing, most people would agree. Um, mm. If we do not provide for access to encrypted communications when it is necessary and proportionate to do so, then we must simply accept there could be areas online beyond the reach of the law. Um, and well, the, the kind of that bit of the statement is true. The bit that is worrying is just, and we covered it the last podcast, we've done, which feels like weeks ago. Um, just, just the, the how many, how many times, you know, the police that we should be trusting. Are obviously misusing that information. So, how many other organisations that we don't realise actually get access to this data, yeah. then misuse it?
0: And it's and it's not like they've got a good track record of not misusing the data. And the only reason we're hearing about all this use of data nowadays is because of all the snoop, uh, the uh, whistleblowers that we've had telling us how these you know, this, this data was being all collected. Um, and it's there's still no one being able to prove, you know. If you take away the ability to end-to-end encryption um, for the goodies who want to see this data, there's nothing to stop that same information going to baddies. So it's it's that balance again of how do you how do you allow um, you know the government to see this data without allowing fraudsters um, to see this data, and fraud is now. There's there's a survey that's been done, and six million people have been subject to cybercrime or fraud. Um, so, whereas we've we've got things like knife crime, gun crime, all those other sort of physical crimes are going down lots. We are seeing big spikes now in in cyber cyber crimes and and fraudulent activity online.
1: This is just England and Wales in the last year, almost six million mm. fraud and cyber crimes, which is a a, a massive number. Um, Two million. Um, com- computer misuse offences and three point eight million fraud offences, which which is huge.
0: I mean, I'd say I probably get about five or six calls a year, um, that I've actually answered where it's you know oh, I can help you with your PC. I've never
1: and, it, June, and, June, and it's I've never had one.
0: Okay, but so I, I get about six of them a year, I'd say, and it, you know they, they want to help me with my PC. I, they can see it's got a problem, and it's like I just hang up on it. But it, it does make me angry, you know, because that you know that yeah. they're just sitting on a rotation somewhere.
1: Um, and but what they said was the common, the most common type were bank credit, um, account fraud, um, and that was two and a half million instances. Now, do just by chance talk to a friend at work who's who's partner works in this area, and two apps were mentioned as being really, really um, high in the list at the moment, and that was Uber and Just Eat. So for some reason, these are they're finding these to be the source of a lot of the issues at the mm. moment. And I think they were kind of there was a kind of almost inferring that you you don't really know what's at the other end. Yes, it's a nice convenient yeah, so way these, to pay, um, but you don't understand what's getting transacted because
0: these companies are acting as intermediaries for other people. So you're actually not necessarily conducting your business with the the app that you're going through, and those apps have to pass on things like payment details. Um, so maybe, yeah, they, you're right. Yes, they, we accept that these these services exist, but sometimes those services are not s- as strong as they can be.
1: And, and the only um, reason I brought that up is, is as you say, I think most people feel like I've been conned on eBay or I've been conned somehow or somebody's managed to work out a password or somebody's managed to work out yeah. my details and do something. But it seems to be but, there's a lot of other routes. Yeah,
0: there's, there's a lot of other, other ways. And there'll be more and more clever routes in, for sure. Because there are unfortunately very clever fraudsters out there. Um, Arm Holdings is sold to Japan's SoftBank for $24 billion. Um, Arm famous for their chips and especially nowadays their uh, mobile chips and the fact they're in the iPhone and pretty much every other mobile phone that, that exists. Um, and yeah, they've been sold, which means that yeah, quite a successful UK company is now in foreign ownership. Quite as successful, like, extremely successful. I, I UK was, was going to say, you sound like the Chancellor. The um, <laughs> the uh,
1: ARM, so ARM's been around, you know, for a, a long time. And, and right at this.
0: We were an Acorn family and, and uh, ARM Risk PC. Yep. We we well, I've, I've had ARM chips for a long, long time. So you, you have quite had other chips literally as well.
1: grown up with them. And, um, I've
0: literally grown up with these chips. It,
1: so even at the start of iPhone, there was lots of chat around um, how much ARM. Um, and how successful they were and how there was almost a linkage. You know, iPhone doing well and smartphones doing well almost, you know, kicked up. And, yeah. and when Apple started doing their own chips, they kind of took a bit of a hit because there was rumours for a long time that Apple were going to just buy them. You know, it would make sense just, just go and buy ARM. They're, they're such a great company. Um, So SoftBank's come in and bought them. Lots of chat round. It's all around Internet of Things and just how small and... Um, i guess and when i say small you are talking you know pinhead small some of these chips are now it is ridiculous how small they, they always are.
0: worked on the principle of reduced instruction sets so whereas the, the other chips added more and more and more of these capacitors and, and loops and logic loops they reduced them right down and just said you need the basics but you need lots of them yep. and that's what and it, did. and that is perfect
1: for iot it's just it's just that's yeah. that's where that that market is right now it's like Small, reputable, and you just want to throw, you know, hundreds and thousands of these devices out there. It's it's perfect. I, I I do feel quite sad. I don't know why. It just feels mm. like there's a there's
0: a. Well, it was a Cambridge company, and yep. and now it's a Japanese company. And who knows what's going to happen to it? You? you know you they
1: and and they've they've been saying the right things, and that the the building a new um, headquarters here, and that's still going ahead. But I think we've seen over time, you know, when these kind of things happen, that the, that the actual people that were driving that company, you know, their power starts to get um, eroded over time, and it gets taken a slightly no different
0: direction. That, and there's no saying the ARM brand's going to stay, although you'd think it would for a bit. But but yeah, there's no there's nothing to say that in ten years time it ain't going to be anything to do with the UK anymore. See so yeah.
1: it? Um, and, and there seem to be lots of lots of people who try to confirm this has nothing to do with the kind of soft pound and Brexit and you know, all of a sudden... Softbound's got to be something to do. Yeah, uh, seemingly this was kicked off before, before you know, Brexit was confirmed and they said it's had no difference, but surely it makes it a bit more appealing that, you know, we might have had to pay... 10% cheaper
0: than they thought. Yeah, yeah.
1: you know, we might have had to pay, you know, if it's 24 billion, maybe it was going to be 30 billion. And all of a sudden mm. it's like, now's the time before somebody else comes in and, and, and grabs it.
0: Yeah, suddenly turns it up. Uh, BT, another internet firm, they have got to put their... Um, their BT Openreach uh, House in order. Uh, otherwise, they may have that stripped of outside of the company and effectively made into an independent firm. Um, people basically saying the the customer service and the support service of the company still isn't up to much. BT saying effectively their side of the story is we've pumped loads of money into this in a time of recession. Uh, no other company has put so much investment into their own um, you know things. And yes, we understand that we need to update our um customer service uh, but they think they're still doing quite well anyway open uh, offcom are going to be looking at this and they're going to be talking to um bt about how can they make themselves more of a sort of independent
1: so so branch like breaking update that i did in about half an hour ago and i should have told you offcom reported today and okay. what they've said is that um they don't want bt to sell open reach not because it wouldn't benefit the 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 UK and other companies, and you know, it would give a better service. It would just take too long. Um, so, what they're wanting to yeah. do is put, uh, make them more autonomous within the current structure, and um, which BTR. So, it's almost, I guess, it was hinted at in the previous article that you know they were talking about increasing the autonomy, and that seems to be the approach they're taking. If they tried to split and sell, it would just, you know, there's almost still too much glue there, and it would take too long to do. Yeah.
0: And I think I've, I think I've mentioned this before. On the, it seems almost like one of these firms where. If you're in the right area, you would get an immediate service that would happen straight away. And if you're in the city or something like that, no issues. But if you're out in the sticks in a, one of these kind of locations where they can't be bothered, it's almost like, yeah, you're forever facing it. Every single time you have to deal with them, it's it's a horrid horrid. But that's thing. the challenge. Um,
1: that's always the challenge with privatisation. So if it was a state-run mm-hmm. company, you would expect that I will provide the same level of service wherever and will be a bit of yes, you in the city will get the same service as someone in the country, but you'll probably have to subsidise that country person because a country person will take two grand to install a line and you'll only take 200. But it it'll yeah. be only like 400. You know, then I'm making up maths. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. And that's a, that to me is a challenge of, because Ofcom have basically said it should be run as a legally separate company within that BT Group brand, um, but its own board, independent chairman and its own brand. Um, and, and while that would probably satisfy a lot of people, um, ultimately... It, it will still be delivered to shareholders and ultimately you are going to be disadvantaged depending on your location. The same way that our well, services have gone to port and real services, depending on where you are, are becoming a lot more challenging. Um, there's there's a, a challenge, a private company, it's, it's number one responsibility. Yes, you need to be safe and yes, you need to do all these things. And it needs to make money. Yeah. And that becomes a real challenge for certain types of industry.
0: Uh, and in the meantime, BT hit one of the biggest faults they've—I think they've had for a while now. Is, um they—they they knocked out um, well most of their customer base, it seemed like, um, and some of um, so Plusnet's obviously included in this. Um, so what day was this? I can't even remember. You, it was you last, were affected. It was last Wednesday. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've a ringing in my head. It was last Wednesday. Uh, there was loads of people affected, and it was out. It—I it, mean, it was basically a power issue. Um, at at um, their kind of main their main station was their
0: main server farm uh, in, in Canary Wharf. In, yeah, Canary Wharf. Um,
1: but uh, then they kind of pointed elsewhere and said it was this. Um, it was Equinix that had, that had kind of taken they'd taken on this data center ownership earlier in the year, so they were kind of pointing the finger elsewhere. But what amazed me was just basically one. Yeah, I guess. I guess again, it's back to UK infrastructure. One one outage at one place can take down that many people. Um, yes, was, was concerning. I mean, the amount of banks that were taken down as well, but they didn't. The banks are having to be quite careful. They didn't want to, you know. Yeah, we're a BT customer, so they were saying we have our infrastructure fault and we will get up and running as soon as we can. So.
0: Well, they, I mean, they could just be in that data centre along with BT. So yeah. that data centre was taken out. It doesn't necessarily mean there were BT customers, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It seems, you know, in this world of, you know, multiple backup systems and stuff, to to have one data centre then cause that much hassle is, uh, is probably something they're looking quite closely at now, I'd imagine, because yeah, um, it certainly wasn't good. There was for lots
1: them. of home users down for the, pretty much the whole day, and there was a subsequent fault on the Thursday that, again took out a lot yeah. of their network it from...
0: affected that affected our business um because again i think three or four of the people we work with uh you know had all had bt and it was just that's it once we lose our internet connection that's our business gone
1: yeah and and i guess the challenge is do you get compensation
0: or you don't yeah no <laughs> <clears> hyperoptic <throat> um i've got 21 million of new funding to get broadband into homes in the uk this is uh an independent company who are looking basically they they roll out uh fiber networks to um to to businesses and busy areas basically they they've got key locations in the uk they're working on specifically but they've now got funding to to spread to more homes um again they're looking for people to sort of register interest but if you're not in a city i think you're a bit stuffed really
1: yeah, they're in the thirteen cities. Um, when I read the story, I was like, I I ran, didn't walk to their website and registered. Um, the pricing's quite keen, and um, it, it's some people probably find it quite high, but it's it's kind of similar to kind of Virgin pricing. Um, but you can have a gig up and a gig
0: down with no contract for sixty four quid a month.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty damn
0: good. For me, that's amazing. Uh,
1: and even if you don't want to pay that, I think it was thirty-five or forty quid, and you get a hundred up, a hundred
0: down, and just the fact that which you is getting... which is extremely and in fact the up, is there's nothing to rival it really, no. and it's very competitive. So
1: um, yeah, uh, it's in Glasgow, it's in twelve other UK cities. It looks to be growing. Um, the kind of noteworthy bit that they've got a, a big investment from the kind of European Union investment back. And a lot of people were like, yes. oh, Brexit, but seemed like it was all agreed beforehand that, that Brexit won't impact us I think
0: this was one of their first uh, bits of cash coming in since the Brexit vote, actually. Yeah. Um, so no, that's really it'll
1: good. be interesting just to see how they how they grow. But it was a name that I hadn't heard, but clearly they've been doing pretty well so far. Uh
0: Sour you So Leslie Jones um <laughs> Was subject to a, a sort of campaign of hate. So Leslie Jones is the star of Blockbuster, uh, the Ghostbusters, basically the new Ghostbusters m- movie, and because she's now in the limelight, that means that she's now subject to all this abuse that gets handed around on Twitter. And she sort of tweeted out some of the things that she had been receiving, and you know, obviously she gets a lot of feedback of you know the nice feedback, which is look, just don't listen to it, and and we're here, we we most people are right-minded and they don't think like this, but. You know, it is. It seems to be a, a common thing where these just waves of abuse go and hit people's Twitter accounts, and obviously, it can make people feel, you know, utterly insecure and and, and in danger. And I guess they probably are in some respects. Um, but even you know, even if there's no particular danger, it's just it's it's how it makes you feel, right? It's just, just it's, it's just all wrong. Um, to, you know, I think. We, the story that follows this up is that um, there's a someone's been banned from Twitter now. This 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 conservative writer Milo Yiannopoulos, um, who you must have you, heard of, you've must must heard him before. I've not heard of him. before. Oh, no,
1: he's, a, he's a oh, what's your language.
0: He's a <laughs> yeah. How what, how do you describe
1: someone? He, he's so it, it, you'll have seen tweets probably all the years. His, his Twitter handle was at Nero, and um, mm. and he's he's went after countless people he's, he, he's, he's UK based so he went after countless people the last year he's kind of moved to America kind of joined up the Trump side of things he's kind of on that far-right conservative extreme and um, lots so so I think it was about six eight months ago he lost his um, blue tick the kind of like mm-hmm. as a verified user that was Twitter's punishment to the, the amount of abuse he puts on people is a disgrace and 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 it's not only that, he incites his followers uh, and he's got, got
0: 300,000 uh, followers uh, to do the same.
1: Absolutely. And, and don't get me wrong, he's a really clever guy. He knows what he's doing. He courts the controversy. He loves it. So, you know, since losing the blue tick, I think he was doubled or trebled his followers and he sees that as a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's hawking himself around all the, you know, Fox News and all these other, you know, stuff out there. But he's got a history in the UK of um, right wing. Um, he was a tech journalist. That's our first... You know, saw and him, But he started up his own site, didn't pay people, still hasn't paid people. Um, he he famously wrote a post about two years ago, which was Twitter does have to clean its act up. It does, you know, there should be some form of regulation. And he, and again, he's he's a sensationalist. He will write what he wants to write to get the the head the news and the coverage that he wants to get. Um, and equally, when he started up his kind of Facebook page, um, all about you know like free Nero and you know, get him back on Twitter, people were putting up his own article and he was just deleting it. You know, it was just like, I don't, this, yeah, this yeah. is not relevant <laughs> to what I'm trying to say right now, yeah. you know, because his main thing now mm-hmm. is he's saying this is all about because Leslie joan is black and a woman um, and, and the, reason, the reason he's been kicked off and she was annoyed was that he wrote a bad review of the film. And it's like, no, the reason you wrote a bad review of the film was that you've been a massive part of Gamergate for the last 18 months. Um, mm. you were out against this film because it was four women and you were aghast at the fact it was four women and it was infringing on your rights as a gay male.
0: What, what annoys me is that the chances, I mean, you know, he's given to this controversy and maybe he's just figured the best way of doing this is to spread all this, this vile hate speech and, and, and you know, loves it. be out of alignment. And he just, you know, it just bugs me that some, you know, so he's deliberate yeah and maybe he doesn't even believe it he's just doing it for the effect the the, the
1: worst bit for me the bit that sticks most in the throat so i think everybody's known for years twitter's got a problem with this this mob mentality Mm. that can go after people you can almost see what you like and get away with it yeah you'll get banned you just go and re-register and do all that um but he got banned because leslie jones famous and um jack got involved that runs a company and Mm. that's why it was done He so Milo over the years has chased lots of people, nothing was done. There are nothing's Daily getting this abuse and Mm. and nothing's done. You know, so he was as I said, he was like at the forefront of some of the gamergate stuff over the last eighteen months. He jumped on that bandwagon after it started and and nothing was done. And this is where Twitter's got a problem. It's all right when somebody famous gets attacked and you take action, it's when me or you get attacked. You need to take Mm. action. You, know, you, you can
0: maybe that maybe this will give the app give them the appetite I to do don't, that I, cause don't I think they've just been this... no maybe, maybe not but it's it, this was is this the first person that's ever been no, completely banned no, no, lots of people been banned and
1: of course as I said it ties in with what this guy's after now he says it's an attack on the conservative rights nothing to do with a conservative rights because he's a dick. You know, it's nothing to do with that. Um, and it's now the end of free speech on Twitter. If he's at really very article from two years ago, he was talking about how it's nothing to do with free speech on Twitter because it's a private company and it's all about getting traffic. Uh, and that's probably why they've been quite content to try and manage these situations. You know, taking somebody's blue tick off them isn't much punishment. That's not going to stop anybody. You know,
0: Talking of blue ticks, you can now apply for your own blue tick if you would like to. So this is no longer the preserve of the rich and famous... Oh, but it or is. The, person, the publicist. What's that? It is. I thought you could you could now apply for it if you want one. Are you a person of public interest?
1: Yes. Uh, d- 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 I, I, I am the official dis-
0: at Cheesy UK. I
1: can't disagree, but um, unfortunately, I think most of the Twitter uh, um, folk would disagree and you will not get a vote. What are you saying? Um, you're
0: just not famous. I am the official
1: at Cheesy UK. Uh, see, I would, I, I would have just... Uh, I get what you're getting at, and I know you get attract a lot of attention in Xbox Live,
0: but it's simply not enough for a Bluetooth. <laughs> I have people telling me constantly how crap I am at games. <laughs> hey, cheesy, you suck. <laughs> you suck. Um. Anyway, there you go, so I won't get Bluetooth. Stack Overflow <laughs> has got a new feature. So Stack Overflow is the preserve of coders everywhere, as in literally first thing you do is type in a question on Google. If you get stuck, Stack Overflow is going to give you the answer. We all know this. And they're coming up with a new kind of concept. So instead of being... The idea is that documentation shouldn't be a wordy load of this is exactly how you need to do things and this is why. It's just code snippets and the words come later. So code snippets give you nearly everything that you need um, and they've kind of come to get this. The only query I have over this is... So many people just did copy paste now, and they don't really know what they're doing. Uh, it worries me that bad code snippets could be put out there, and you can have all that weakness. But then again, this is crowd sort of um, monitored, so I guess someone would point out that that code snippet is yes. dangerous and, and, and a, you shouldn't and be th- using
1: it. I think the difference is Stack Overflow it, it has become, as you say, it's like it's a premium kind of Q and A site. You know, not just for coding, yep. but for a number of different topics. But coding was what it started as, and. Yep others try to copy it and monetize it with the whole you know pay yeah. to see the answer below pay to see the answer and all yeah. that and but they, they didn't have the accuracy they don't have the 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 kind of geek cred behind it yeah. and hence this is why i think this has got a good chance of getting beyond the cut and paste thing that's wrong you know that,
0: I mean, everyone, every, everyone talks about how, you know, Wikipedia is this amazing resource, but Stack Overflow, as far as coding goes, is, is unbelievable. Yeah. In fact, as far, as far as any troubleshooting in the tech world goes, every time you, if you've got a problem with your Mac and you just type in a question, Stack Overflow comes up. It's amazing I, I, what,
1: what comes I, up. I, I do despair. This is not, a, I'm not sliding off the guys what work or anything, but it's, it's, it's a general thing. The amount of people that say, oh, I don't know what this problem is. And it's like, try, just go to the site and the answer will be there.
0: Yeah, you know, can, something will be out there. Or it'll give you the spark of where you need to especially
1: go. Especially when it's a see if it's like a generic thing. So if you're trying to code in PRC or Python or Java or C sharp or
0: yeah.
1: you know anything, anything that's quite a generic, you know, programming type challenge. Anything around, you know, web, web standards, how to render this. Browsers, properly. how browsers
0: are working, like any of that? Cloud cloud services, anything like that. It's great. W-
1: so yes, if you've got a specific Problem on a CAD application that is only yeah. in your particular enterprise. It's not going to be there. That's not what it's no. about. But that, that and the documentation stuff that I looked at was really good. So they've, they've kind of worked in a kind of private alpha slash beta with a number of companies and technologies, so that you you're not going in with a blank page. You're going in and seeing that yeah, Python's already got you know 300 topics here, and yeah. and it's good. You know, and you can see it's already been upvoted and this is the right answer. And it's like no, I'm, I'm Liking the i idea. think the this has got good. real potential
0: yeah verizon bought yahoo for four as proposed and is going to buy yahoo 4.83 billion dollars um yeah verizon this big behemoth of a company buying yahoo this thing that exists <laughs> and and now it's going to be part of verizon and and maybe it's going to get an identity but uh, a lot of what some of the, well, it's, this doesn't include all of, Verizon, uh, sorry, of of Yahoo's kind of interests. So, a lot of the things that Yahoo have bought over the years aren't part of this deal. So, I don't really know what it means, but there's an awful lot of money. And I guess it's just putting Yahoo name to Verizon, which is, I guess, what they wanted. Yeah.
1: So, they're not buying the Alibaba stake, which is where all the money is. Because that's worth a loan worth like, you know, 31 billion. Um and it's not buying part of your Japan but getting everything else. So the 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 ad business, um the the mail part of it. And for me personally, it's got Flickr. Uh, I I really need to. I think I need to let it go. Um because it's after so Marissa maya when she first joined it kind of there was a little torchlight under it again and it did spark into life and they did do things and there was some good mobile apps came out and. And then it's it's withered again. You know, and there's you can see you can just just need to go online. The engineering team get cut again um, as they were starting. Yeah, to... Yeah, isn't And you can
0: tell when the yeah, yeah all that kind of initial uh, uh, acceleration goes away. Uh, again, absolutely,
1: yeah. and um, I, I think I just need to bite the bullet. And it's just it, the reason I'm so reluctant is that I'm you know I'm quite happily a pro user. I paid the money. I've got so many images up there. I like the libraries. I like the, the chance way it's of the,
0: the, the ability to move it. It's going to be a pain.
1: Yeah, well, there is a tool. <laughs> There
0: is a t- yeah, but it's still a, it's still a lot of data there's a, there's to move. There's a tool
1: around. called Bulkr, B L K R, that you can um, you can use to actually get the get your actual proper um, photos and download them and make sure you've got them all. And it will pull all the tags that you've put on and all that kind of good stuff. And it is a it, don't get me wrong, it is a pain, and that's why it's such a a crap thing to do.
0: Um, well, I would just hold hold your horses, and then, unless they're going to get rid of that, as in, if they get rid of the ability to bulk her to do this, then you might. Yeah,
1: need it. and that's the only thing that's in my head because I do I have signed up about sort of four or five months ago. I was like, pay a year and five hundred pixel, and just see how that goes. And, and to be fair, I've not been out taking many photos, <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. not be a big deal. But I think I need to just bite the bullet and do something.
0: Sky Q uh, going to be four K broadcast from august basically um so if you're on a silver plan and you've got the new equipment you will be able to get 4k content this will be across sports documentaries and some other bits and bobs movies um i guess yeah sounds good i am quite tempted by skyq now because i got 4k tv
1: (laughs) and listeners you can't quite see the grin on his face at this (laughs) news (laughs)
0: um i will point i kind of made a tv error uh, you made a tv error yeah yes i didn't really appreciate what 60 inches meant in a tv but it it pretty much meant it was the size of my house what
1: was that about in the tape measure you thought i wish i could get there the um the (laughs) (laughs) couldn't read that far yeah but 60 inches is a massive so what was your so just and i know this i can
0: sit i can watch the sky planners little tv mini mini tv So on the Sky <laughs> Planner where you get the mini TV, I can sit and watch that quite happily. That was the size
1: of old hotel. You, you've you moved <laughs> yeah, from a 32-inch
0: 720p to a
1: 60-inch yeah. 4K. Yes. That is quite the upgrade. And i
0: say so I hadn't really appreciated quite what that meant. And when it arrived, it was fairly embarrassing.
1: That is like going from an Audi to a Ferrari.
0: I don't know, but if, no, it's going from an Audi to a 16-wheeler pickup truck, not realising <laughs> what the hell you just bought. It's, 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 it's no different other than it just takes up your whole lounge. So
1: So, let's, so the one comment I will make, it really helped you, heal that... the the thing (laughs) my halo was much better uh, uh, for skyq customers it's this seems a bit of a no brainer no change in price and from august 13th so what are we so two and a half weeks away you're going to get far away now you're going to get lots of football and lots of films and i guess that's and
0: having even having like all the just the normal sky screens that is in the menus and stuff all broadcast in 4k means everything's going to be that much sharper and nicer to to see so that's all good stuff and now i've got a spare 32 inch tv i can have upstairs it makes more sense to have a a package that you can use it on two tvs and Guess, um, I
1: guess, and I was about. I said movies and, and sport, as in as in the Premier League games. But there's also some natural history. So I know, um, I'm guessing it will be the BBC will do it. But Planet Earth, which drove a lot of original HD content in 1080p, the new one which comes out towards Christmas has all been shot in 4K.
0: I just wonder whether it does it need a new channel that is 4K or are the channels now intelligent so they can broadcast well, in both? That's what I yeah, want Yeah, because it
1: says here that Channel 4's a blacklist will be broadcast in this yeah, 4K. Yeah, so are
0: they going to have a Channel 4 4K, you know, or, or does it, because we've got BBC
1: HD. Exactly, but that was the problem before. Do you remember right back at the start, there
0: was a BBC HD channel. Yeah, and you had to. Well, we still got it. It's still a pain in the ass, isn't it? You've
1: got it, well, you've kinda of got it. With... Well, it's
0: BBC One HD and BBC Two HD, but BBC One HD is not the main BBC channel because they can't put it, it across. It in Scotland. Is it done now? Is
1: it? So in Scotland, it's the BBC One is 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 HD, but we don't have BBC mm. Two in right. HD. We have uh, and we don't have BBC, so we have a BBC Two Scotland in and SD, and not HD. Yes. So it's a, that's still <laughs> a bit of a mess.
0: So yeah, I think we probably will go back to that time when yeah, BBC HD was its only little channel. It only broadcast from between set times, is not it? As so, well, when you go back to that, it's quite limited. <clears throat> but yeah, let's let's see how they deal with it because eventually it will become the norm, I guess. Um, well,
1: you're, I guess you can now talk about your you've been watching Amazon Prime 4K and it's just been like yeah, it's really the good. Rest.
0: Yeah, it's really good. It's chewing up on my uh my download allowance, but the the when you actually even if when you just pause it, it is amazing. to see it, it is amazing and it does do a fairly good job of upscaling from standard hd as well so it uh it's the the tv is good the tv's good it is big but it's good um right warner brothers is finding um people um sorry it is being fine so warner i'm fine warner brothers is being fined for playing youtube celebs to promote uh one of its games so it's uh shadow of mordor game um so this was a basically they the youtubers did put a you know disclaimer that this was being paid for content but it was felt that it was hidden away far too much uh, and wouldn't have been available to some viewers of these videos you know depending on how the youtube video had been embedded um Basically, you are supposed to, as a broad, you know, an advertiser, declare that this is a paid for advert and content. Uh, they haven't done that sufficiently, and therefore, they are now being fined. Uh, and it's this grey area of these new YouTube, you know, content streams are, and how important they are nowadays. That, that yeah, the people are willing to pay a lot of money to get these people to sort of promote their goods. But say Warner were found not to have sufficiently um, let everyone know that this was paid for stuff.
1: No, and um, and it's not, so this this particular um, case was all around YouTube but if you look at Instagram, if you look at um, Snapchat, you know, so that, that's big big business. It's big bucks you know, and I love it when, when a celebrity just gets an email from somebody and cuts and pastes I've seen it a few times now, especially on yep. Instagram, they get a Please put in this text. Thanks. I love man.
0: That was a shirt singer, didn't she? She said, "I love my new like Samsung whatever," and it said, "Yeah, sent from iPhone." Yeah. On it, and um, and there was another one. It was Naomi Campbell, Uh,
1: and I guess Mm. some of them were just getting lazy, so they get the text and it was like, "Hey, Naomi, it would be great if you could say something like this," (laughs) and And she just (laughs) put the whole bit in, and it is just total disrespect to like everybody, you know? It's like. So even if you thought this might have been an advert, I'm just basically letting you know that A, it's an advert, B, I'm getting paid loads of money from it, C, I can't even be arsed to make it look proper.
0: <laughs> and for these, I guess for these new content, you know, channels like PewDiePie, he's not, um, you know, that they're not they don't see themselves as subject to the same regulations and stuff and and are they because effectively they're just everyday people who have just grown extremely popular Um, therefore they don't even you know they know what they're doing is maybe right or wrong but they maybe they don't know that they should be subject to the same principles
1: to certain YouTubers about you know you need to make it clear if you've been if you've been paid to say this is good you need to make it clear you've been paid to say it's good so PewDiePie was one of the ones that was mentioned here and he's saying if you go and look in the description of this particular video that he did he says on it he has been that's
0: right you know but it was too low down it's below the fold and wouldn't be displayed on most places that that video was played and that yeah.
1: seemed to be the issue uh,
0: um yeah okay but it was it was warner that was actually fined rather than the actual content providers because yeah, it's because
1: right? it's their what, what they said it's, it's the their originating source. yeah and um, you're 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 manipulating new media by not making sure that people so it,
0: yeah and that's probably the right place where the money's coming from is the right place for that responsibility to lie people will spend it a bit more carefully then yeah and
1: it's just back to so it's all around ethics but also it's all back to you need to be believable and but some people yeah. just you can just see clearly aren't They're just in it to make money and there's nothing about building a, a you know building a i want to talk to users and i want to talk to people was rubbish i just want free stuff
0: Apple Music's now going to let you store your music uh, DRM free effectively. So when Apple Music was launched, basically, it did some fingerprint matching uh, or it did some metadata matching, which meant that some of your library was uh, automatically on purpose uh, converted into DRM controlled files. Um, which caused a lot of hassle. Uh, the iTunes store catalog was was better um, because it was DRM free um, and now they are going to make the Apple Music. Basically, they're taking away their iTunes matched um, service. They're going to turn the Apple subscription into the, the equivalent of, well, you, you get iTunes for match at the same time and which means that now your library will not only be properly fingerprint matched rather than just metadata matched, uh, you will get the DRM free version. So everything is a little bit better and a little bit more clear. Yes.
1: I, I, I was about to say if they'd done this from day one, I think it would have saved a lot of pain. And I think it would have saved a lot of pain, but doing, it doesn't obviously sort some of the front end cut around the app and some of the issues that people had. But I think it definitely would have sorted out the, A, the confusion and B, the, I've got a live edition of something and it's now been matched with something else and it's changed my mm. album marks. So because it's done it in tags rather than actually you know... Yeah, it wasn't a proper fingerprint. Yeah, so um, it's, it's great that they're doing it. They're doing a kind of slow rollout and... Um, it, yeah, I think.
0: Uh, I don't know, how much, how much was iTunes Match, though? This is the only thing, is it, you're going to be subject to a more expensive... So iTunes Match was $25, $25. a year. I, iTunes Music is more expensive as a uh, So you're paying, as a a, you're paying a 10 in a month, basically. Um, mm, so it's quite a lot of difference. So if you were on iTunes Match, losing that service is, is quite a big deal.
1: Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a good saving that people make per year. I mean, I was still doing both because I, I was like, hmm. I thought it was iTunes Match. And um, and obviously now that's disappeared.
0: Amazon's going to test drone deliveries in the UK. So the UK government has partnered up with them to try and get this done. Uh, obviously, all the kind of rules and regs around drones have to be kind of l- loosened to allow this to happen because it's going to be mul- multiple drones controlled by a single source. Uh, and uh, all the things like line of sight and stuff that control current drone usage or should control current drone usage are going to be limited but nevertheless they think this is worth uh, a punt and the good thing about the UK is there's less of us with shotguns who will (laughs) think therefore it's fun to shoot these things out the sky Um, so yeah here we you know here we go we're we're on board with this. Uh, Yeah
1: absolutely it's going to follow the kind of regulations that are in place just now but obviously test some of the things around you know, you're supposed to spin half a kilometre and line of sight and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it, and it's interesting that because the the five pound thing, you know, so they're looking at you know it'll carry up to two and basically two point three kilograms, but that's ninety percent Amazon sales.
0: Yeah, the two point three is is pretty heavy when you put something that is weighs that much on a scale. It's um, it's two point three. But you, but, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> you're right, exactly that, but it's quite it's quite a substantial weight that that's not a small thing If that fell on your head, it would hurt is all I'm saying. Microsoft has announced its release date for xbox one s It's going to be August second. Stop laughing at me it's <laughs> How much what's a heavier? A, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? Um following its grand availing uh at the E3 conference, uh so yeah, this is coming out August 2nd. We talked about it when it was announced. This is forty percent smaller than the current Xbox. It's generally designed as a, a straight replacement, but it does have the ability to Oh jeez. Pull yourself together, man. <laughs> He's gonna spit his drink over here um, 4K Ultra basically is, is included with this, so uh, and high dynamic range content. So this that's that's its kind of big sales point. That it's it's a much smaller unit, uh, and it's got basically the ability to to stream 4K, but uh, it's not. Uh, the kind of step up in content, uh, as far as games goes, that all the games are going to be compatible with the existing Xbox. The the new Xbox, where we're going to see new games and new uh, sort of enhanced graphics and stuff, is is not until I think it's next year.
1: Yeah, and, and I've not said when, but I guess summer time next year. I can see it and run up to Christmas. That'll come out. Yeah, um,
0: I think so. uh, they're starting with a two gig launch of this Xbox One S, and we're talking what are we talking three, four, nine pounds yep, in the two, UK. two terabyte. Yeah, did I? What did I say? Two gig. Yeah, that's a bit pathetic. Yeah, that, that's not even going to store a little bit of a game. It doesn't even get a Halo update. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even, not even the minor patch Yeah. Points,
1: yeah. Um, but uh, see if you've not got uh, an Xbox, it looks like goodbye. A but really good. But point. I would say, Ex- if if you're known by any, if there's if there's, if there's if there's not a game that's already been out that you think I want to play, um, I would try and hang back here.
0: Yeah, I think I think so, and that's the problem. With, that's that was the problem we said at the time. That's the problem they got now. Is that we know the next thing that's coming. Yes. We know it's going to be awesome. Why? Why buy now? Uh, the, I, but if you are, if you, if you do want an Xbox, it's, it's brain, brain. The only bit that's in my head. See the
1: see the kind of power they're talking about. That's not going to be four hundred pound.
0: No, so this certainly not certainly not going to be four hundred. We're probably talking six hundred quid so I see, at an absolute minimum if they're prepared to lose a lot of money on, on yeah, each one.
1: So I can see them turning around and saying it's like you know there's a there's a five or six hundred quid console, and there's some sort of bundle at eight hundred with a headset. Yes, that that wouldn't right. surprise me. And I think a lot of people will be like. Oh.
0: That's... yeah wow what cost but mind you their original xbox was 550 pounds something like that i think it was it was very expensive i know it was expensive and, and, still... they, and they
1: dropped it after a year and they refunded
0: people the gap didn't they, they, they were, yes they were, yeah, it was... there was a bit of refunding yeah. or
1: yeah. Oh, was people. it get
0: two free games yeah something like that i can't remember exactly but nevertheless it was um you know, And even then, they were losing money. So the, these units were costing... I think the original Xbox was costing them sort of like 700 quid or something stupid like that, maybe even more. And I think these will be the same. I think they'll have to take a hit knowing that people are going to buy games. Um, on it. There you go. Anyway, that's next year. Nintendo's unveiled uh, the Classic Mini. This is a little mini console, which was kind of unexpected, but basically it's going to bring all the, some famous NES games to a little mini console which now has an HDMI connector. So if you want to go and reminisce over games that you thought were really good at the time, but actually when you go back to them are not really that good, you can do with the uh, little mini console. Yeah, I um Is that cynical?
1: It is a bit. The... I had a friend of the show Roy pinged this to me and was like, You'll be buying this and I was like, I don't think I will. And then I then I saw it and I thought, Yeah, yeah I don't know. Actually. <laughs> actually it, how much are they selling it for? I think it's I
0: think it's fifty quid. Okay.
1: Um, and it's the kind of thing that see if it was a SNES. At like eighty quid.
0: Yeah, so so NES is actually quite a long way back, you know. You know, and, when you look at those kind of graphics yeah. there, So see yeah, if it was a SNES.
1: I, but I must admit I fell into a bit of a a bit of a hole yesterday which was like Raspberry Pi emulation. And you mm. can get a distro that is just all about emulating and it's got like 30 yeah. different emulators on it. And nice. there's a place that you can um, that you can buy this wooden arcade Don't... cabinet with <laughs> okay. with a 10-inch screen and the proper joystick <laughs> control. Nice. So $300 gets you this.
0: And I'm like... You can have a proper old arcade.
1: And yes, it's only a little 10-inch LCD, but it's just a little tabletop one. And I was like, oh...
0: Look, you're still going to play those games and think they're a bit rubbish.
1: Uh, it's exactly the same. When was the last time you played all the ones you've got in a bit?
0: When platform gamers are all about pixel-perfect jumps and stuff and it's like... Uh, just anyway, they, they get a bit. They get a bit boring. I'm not, Pokemon Go. Yeah, Pokemon Go. Have you downloaded it? Yeah. I downloaded it. I've caught some Pokemon. I've caught one. Oh, I, I can't say that I've been that... So, I've so, caught ten, I think. So this is like a cultural
1: phenomenon. Certainly is. I... I, I so after it came out officially in the UK, that weekend, I was feeling a bit poorly. No, I'm Not not on Health recently, so I'm feeling a bit poorly. I thought, go out for a walk, get a bit of fresh air. And as I walked around, walked down to the local hospital and there was a few people standing there and I'm thinking, surely they're not playing Pokemon. Yeah, it just looks like a family lost. And as I got closer, <laughs> they were like, oh, you're playing Pokemon as well, aren't you? I went, no. <laughs> and I was like, no. are you guys all, are you guys all like, related? And they were like, no, no, we just met up. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's unexpected.
0: And I, exactly, people just wandering down my road now, just staring at their screen occasionally. I went down to the kind of,
1: west end of Glasgow, kind of, there's a main shop area, and, and like eating and drinking near at Batch Road, and almost everybody Pokemon. It was amazing. I've got a
0: Pokestop just literally across from my house. Oh, it
1: was amazing. Um, And, and I guess the, the list of things, you know, so um It's gone from the bizarre to the crazy to the bad to the nasty yeah. to the good. Yeah, there's the, the good and the bad story. So, a Sex offender was caught playing Pokemon Go with kids. Well, that's about to happen. Three people lost in the Yorkshire caves, get a grip. Two men fell off a cliff in the UK. uh Two teens shot in a private. I didn't property. even hear about that. Is that genuine? Yeah. Did they really fall off a yeah. cliff? Two yeah. teens and, and and I literally have to say, men wasn't boys, wasn't kids, men. Um, two teens in America were shot in private property it's nothing to do with Pokemon it has to do with guns um, three teens were stopped at a nuclear plant because they tried to get inside because there was a decent Pokemon inside um, <laughs> there was a man in New Zealand quit his job to play Pokemon Go full time he became become a
0: Pokemon Go hunter um, so yes apparently his family is supporting
1: him way, um, and I put in the zombies found in cities across the UK because it's amazing how many people are just wandering around playing Pokemon um, the, the,
0: and, they, and they literally are zombies they're literally head down just like
1: mm. a- amazingly Uh, when the apple watch came out the amount of podcasts and tech sites that i listened to and they were all like we really need somebody to go and do the physical activity to test the watch and you know like run and walk and fill the circles funnily enough people are filling circles the
0: first time ever because they're out playing pokemon um (laughs) apparently it's it's been a big thing for people going outdoors and actually kids obviously encouraging their whole family to go on trips to places because they want to go hunting there's a massive third party market of applications now that are all like pokemon dictionaries
1: and pokemon where to go and find them and pokemon maps Um, yelp you can now go and find pokestops close by so you can say i want to go and eat at a particular <laughs> place that's got a pokestop um, there are some amazing videos so there was one in chicago where there was a big pokemon meet up there was thousands of people all try to compete over a gym there was a vaporeon stampede in central park which is an amazing video um, because there all there's loads of people out playing Pokemon, and then it was like, "Oh, there's a Ripper on!" and they all started running to try and get it. It was like
0: literally hundreds of people. i to have a look at running that. across so, the road because they showed because the advertising for Pokemon Go was all about that. This big crowds of people all gathering and trying to kill a big Pokemon or capture or whatever, um, and. It's, now it's actually happening, which is so kinda I looked at that video and thought that's never it's never gonna get that far and it clearly has and,
1: done. and, and, and there was and there's lots of people being being quite critical on it, but then there was a there was a really kinda one. Of you know, there's a American mother who's got an autistic child and it's like my autistic child's socialising for the first time. You know, it actually yeah. you know, she showed him how to use it and then he went outside and started talking to another kid the same age and they were talking about Pokemon and nothing nothing else has unlocked him in the same way, so it's not all mm. it's not all you know, Bad Apple confirmed that it's their most downloaded app in a first week ever. Which
0: uh, everyone's every, you hear a lot of criticism. Oh, I mean, no, I'm possibly doing Pokemon, but for the number of downloads, they probably have downloaded, it and they probably have played it. Yep. It's like, yeah, shut up. And, and, and the thing it's...
1: is, it's 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 driving other things. So, similarly, there's been a spike in the third party battery market because <laughs> the it, it's it's. you want more? It's, it's, it's using augmented data. It's using GPS. Yeah. Um, you've got you're constantly using it. So it's like the biggest leech of battery ever. Um, Mm -hmm. There's lots of talk about, you know, it's a fad and it will disappear. But seemingly what's coming next in an update is trading. You know, so yes, you're building up these big Pokemon collections, but as soon as you start to do the trading, and again, they're all emphasising the social aspect of it. So, um, you know, the the company behind it, if you look at the Twitter account, they are doing some really clever things, like they are saying, you know, go to hospitals and give out free stuff because, because kids can't get out. You know, so there's a really good yeah. way of helping the community and all that kind of stuff. Nintendo shares doubled. So I know, amazing. they are now worth more than Sony, even though they're in the doldrums. <laughs> Until Friday, when they said, just to make it clear to everybody, we're not making much money off this. And they dropped to 18% in one day. The biggest loss since 1990.
0: Which is fine. But, you know, 100% up, 18% down ain't bad trade-off. Considering they've just told them they're not making money from yeah. it, and they will eventually, but, uh, they will uh, make money from
1: and, it. And and the, the thing for me is, this just shows you the potential of. So get the app right. So the company behind this, and I can't remember the name, um, did did the Ingress app that was that Google kind of promoted, um, and seemingly so the 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 company is a third owned by Nintendo, a third privately owned, and a third owned by Google, which is why because it is when you look at it, it's just Google Maps. You know, it's a Google mm, Map yeah, data yeah. with Pokemon sitting on top um and it's got some some good game mechanics i mean and a lot of people say oh, it's the most buggiest app what the hell I wish i had a buggy app like that because they're making millions every day
0: yeah No, it's amazing and Pokemon yeah go. i i don't think it's a, a necessary a fad i think it will obviously cool off quite nicely i think it might spawn other you know me too type things but i think they they kind of they've they've clearly inspired people and like I say just if it gets kids wanting to go out for walks um you know in in the parks around the place then great there's you know there's a more for up.
1: so top charts that's the end of the news top charts pokemon go yeah top grossing pokemon go <laughs> uh
0: i haven't even seen what you can kind of buy things on i'm sure you can buy some of the the upgrade sort of materials the, there's stuff, a whole lot of
1: things about the you know you can buy the which you call it, the ball to go and capture them and stuff cuz you and you get a lot of stuff free but if you're out and about, I guess the thing is, if you're out and about and you've done a long walk, you run or out and you run out, yeah, you'll just yeah. be like, hold on, it's just a couple of quid to get more of these. I'll just buy it now and get yeah. that. Yeah, um, and I think you see that more and more. And when you go in it, yeah. it's guys, it has got the extreme ones of like get all these things for eighty pounds, get all these things for you know forty pounds. So some of the purchases yeah. are eye watering. Yeah. Um, but then you just need to look at so f- top charts free apps. Um, first one's Pokemon Go. The second one's a Bitmoji keyboard. Third one. Pokey Raider. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the fact that it's a third party, the twelve, all this, 12 all fat, this stuff hanging up. Pokéware, yeah. real time radar for Pokemon Go. Yeah. You know, so So it's all it's all these spin-ups, yeah. It's you amazing. know, that's
0: it, how quickly people get them out there, is it? Well. Yep.
1: Twenty-four Poke Search for Pokemon Go. Um twenty-seven, Google Maps, Pokemon Go Guide with maps for Jim. You know, so it's it's you know, out of the top forty there is there's cheats for Pokemon Go. Um, so at the top 40 there's 5 or 6 Pokemon apps in a space of what
0: 3 weeks how do they get that all done in time yeah it's amazing right so come back next week to find out how many more Pokemon so Ian reckons he's on 1 I don't believe him I'm on about 10 uh, let's
1: see how so, we go so next so, week it's, it's got no big
0: I went on a train journey it was quite good on a train journey you can just wait bing 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 it's awesome there you go there's a tip go train you don't have to walk anywhere you can just do it do it sat down it's always <laughs> how me is that uh right if you want to find out more about who we are what we do what we talk about info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address www.digitaloutbox.com is our web address twitter is digitaloutbox, and i'm on twitter as cheesy uk and i blog about my racing stuff at academyracer.co.uk um where can we find you in uh, blog
1: is indie.net
0: and i am on
1: twitter as Shreba.
0: Oh, excuse me that was an hour we've been talking for thank you very much for getting this far I'm going for a snooze now Um, I'll speak to you next week ta goodbye
1: Half hour of my ass. Yeah, I know.